with the seventh pick in the 2018 NFL Draft, the Buffalo Bills select Josh Allen. It's in time, and the Chicago Cubs win the World Series. Auburn's going to win the football game. Auburn's going to win the football game. He ran the midfield goal back. Welcome back to the 15th episode of After the Buzzer. We are excited to get episode 15 rolling. A lot of good topics to cover. Um, I'm back. Alongside me is my co-host Dave. Dave, how are you? Doing great. Glad to be back. And for the first time, unless you kind of count the uh, Christmas special, we have on Ryan. Ryan, how are you doing? Hi, happy to be on. Um, so we are going to be covering a lot of good topics today. Our main focus is kind of the, the Super Bowl as um, Super Bowl uh, Sunday approaches. Um, but before that, we've got some good stuff on the NBA and the MLB. Uh, but before we get into that, I want to talk about um, our merch. Obviously, we referenced that in our uh, last episode, episode 14. Um, obviously, we would like to be getting merchandise out for you guys, um, for you guys to wear, to support us um like dave and i have been talking about uh we come up with some ideas um we're close to getting some final concepts down like i've said before we're going to be posting what we want or what our kind of our final ideas are and then you'll let us know which ones you guys want on our instagram account so make sure you go follow that after the buzzer pod or email us at after buzzer 22 at gmail.com just to let us know what we're thinking we'd like to hear feedback from you guys um, so that is about the merch. I'll kind of talk about it more at the end. But jumping right into it, uh, the NBA. So the Clippers are on a hot streak right now. They've won their last nine of the ten games that they've played. Uh, what more do the Clippers need to do to get their very first franchise championship? Ryan, I'll start it off with you. Um, as you said, the Clippers are doing really well right now. Kawhi's playing unbelievable, averaging like 30 a night. Um, but I think Paul George needs to step it up. If he could get back to himself where he's scoring 25 a night, it would really help him bump into that next level. Yeah. Um, I mean, that was one of the biggest problems last year in the bubble was Paul George and also Kawhi Leonard. But, I mean, obviously the biggest one was Paul George not being able to perform. They need him to, and that's why they had um, the, an earlier exit than people thought. Uh, Dave, what do you think? Yeah, yeah, definitely agree right there. He's going to have to show up in the playoffs. I mean, he's doing pretty good this season. I think I think the Clippers are looking really, really solid right now. That their first mis- their first uh the first good thing they did was firing Doc Rivers. I'm glad they did that. I don't know. I don't know why why people hated that, but I think it was kind of a good move and also good for the Sixers to get him. But I think they're really solid right now. If they get Pat Bev back, that'll also be really good to just solidify that starting five because they, they don't need a 10-man rotation in the playoffs they just they need like eight solid players they can just get 20 plus minutes on the floor and and they'll 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 be good pretty much so yeah they just they just need more out of their bench and i, I think they're set for to at least contend for a championship yeah um as we talked about this is a really good clippers team obviously they've been projected for a while to do uh, well because of the fact that they had Kawhi leonard and Paul George and um, Lou Williams and you know and and, and all these good players, 
Um, but the biggest thing, I kind of you referenced it there, David, is they gotta do it in the postseason. Obviously, they're really good right now. Um, and obviously, last year we saw how terrible they were. Um, they had that terrible stretch in the bubble where they were missing open three-point shots, open layups. It was not good. Um, so when it comes down to the crunch time, I feel like they're on the offensive side of the ball, they're going to need more from Kawhi um, in that crunch time, especially to solidify, because we know how good he was when he was with the Raptors. Uh, he hit that great shot against the uh, the 76ers to send them to the finals and eventually win the, win the championship. Um, but... It's going to come down to him being able to perform. He's clearly the better player of him and Paul George. I also want to see more from uh, Lemon Pepper Lou Williams off the bench. Um, he's he's a, uh, a all-time six-man-of-the-year contender. It's every, it seems like every year he's in the conversation for it. He's that good. Um, and then on defense, I need more, like you referenced, Dave. Once Pat Beverly gets healthy, he's a really good uh, defender, which will help a team that is looked more on the offensive side of the ball. I also want to see what Kawhi can do on defense because he's seen as such a two-way player. But I think this is a good team, and they're just going to have to prove it down the stretch. I think the game against the Nets will be a good test, too, for them tonight to see how they match up. That'll be a great one. Especially because the Nets' biggest uh, problem is their defense, whereas their biggest strength is how potent they are on the offensive side of the ball with Kevin Durant and Kyrie and James Harden. So I like that. That will be that'll be good to see how well they can stack up against a offensively strong team like the Nets. Switching to the MLB, uh, trying to get to that NFL Super Bowl matchup that we talked about. Nolan Arenado, the biggest trade so far, at least of this offseason. Um, Nolan Arenado, one of the best uh, third basemen in the league right now, was sent to the St. Louis Cardinals for a bunch of pitchers. I won't read all their names unless, I mean, if you guys want to reference them when you're talking about it. Um, I mean, I guess the most notable would be Austin Gomber. Um, but, again, no one there, like I said, one of the better third basemen in the league, sent to the Cardinals. Uh, does this move make the Cardinals an immediate World Series contender with, I mean, a guy who really, like we said, arguably is one of the best third basemen in the league? Ryan, what do you think? Um, I think it will help him a lot. He is, as you re- referenced, one of the best third basemans. He has a solid batting average, and I think his leadership really helped the Cardinals get bumped up to that next level. So I think the, they lost a couple of good pitchers, but I think they can easily make those pitchers up and have a good season. Yeah, they are expecting to get um, – obviously, we know what Jack Flaherty did on the stretch two years ago. Um, after the All-Star break, he was probably the best lights-out pitcher. Uh, two years ago, last year was off. Hopefully, they'll help, they'll have him back as a Cy Young contender. Plus, they're getting Jordan Hicks back, who throws around 103. So that that help the uh, starting rotation. Uh, Dave, what do you think? Yeah, I think I th- I agree with Ryan there. I think they're they're gonna be really at least at least in a, a good position for a playoff spot, considering the division they're in. Because I don't think the Cubs are even gonna make the playoffs. So I know you're a Reds fan, Jack, but I don't think the Reds are gonna make it to the playoffs. Yeah, I'm not feeling too confident about them either. The only team they're contending with is the Brewers, and they haven't been too good as of last year. So I think I think they'll definitely it it solidifies them a playoff spot at least, and it definitely improves their defensive side of the ball and offensive side of the ball with his incredible batting average. Yeah, um, I like Nolan Arenado. Not just I mean, there's a lot of arguments to be made where Arenado is only good because he plays at Coors Field with the Rockies in that high elevation. I think that's just a completely ridiculous statement. I mean, this is a guy who, although his st- stats um, not 
at home in different ballparks aren't as good. That can be that'll be seen for any player. But I think the biggest draw of him is his defense. I mean, this is a guy who every I mean, he's won eight Gold Gloves. I think I can check that. He's won eight Gold Gloves. Um, he's a four-time Platinum Glover, which is probably one of the highest things you can get. He's so good on defense that um, his offense, although it might wane a little bit. Um, I think once he's able to adapt an offensive side of the ball, that coupled with his great defense, um, I think it's going to be a, one of the best pickups of the offseason, adding to a, a, a defense that has Goldsmith at first. So that's really something to, you know, a good combination there. Um, but I think the biggest point, of, although his defense is so good, is what his bat will do once he adapts, like I said, to the new stadium. I mean, he hit... Uh, 50, it's a lineup in the Cardinals that hit 51 home runs last year. Again, this is in the shortened season. But only 240 total runs, which is 24th, uh, and their runs per game is, was 24th in the league last year out of the three teams. It was a team that their biggest problem, although they made the postseason, was scoring runs um, and then having good pitching to couple with that. So I think with the addition of Arenado being able to help out the the pitchers on the defensive side of the ball, and then being able to help the Cardinals on the offensive side of the ball with scoring more runs. Seeing him in the three-hole or the or the five-hole, wherever they decide to slot him, uh, I think that will be really good for the Cardinals, and I think it does make them a World Series contender. With this, we're going to take a quick break to go to our ad, but we'll be right back with more After the Buzzer content. Getting back into it with the NFL, um, we're going before we get into the Super Bowl. We're going to talk about probably the biggest trade um, of the of the off season so far in the NFL. Um, Matthew Stafford was sent to the Los Angeles Rams for Jared Goff, um, a first round, two first round draft picks, one in 2022, one in 2023, and a third round pick in the draft. Um, does this trade obviously, you know? This is something that the Lions have thought about doing once they said they wanted to move on from Matt Stafford. Um, does this trade change the l- landscaping for Deshaun Watson's price, who said he who has said he's requested a trade with the Texans? Although the Texans have said that they're not planning to move him, um, but I mean he requested a trade. Uh, we'll see where that goes. But does this trade change the landscaping here of what Deshaun Watson will get? Ryan, what do you think? Um, I think it does a little bit. Watson has clearly been better than Stafford throughout the years, and if Stafford is getting traded for two first-round picks and a pretty good QB, I think it only raises Deshaun's value. And I think Houston will now probably hold on with hold on with him, even though I don't want them to, but I think they will because it's just yeah. going to be such a hard trade to get through. Yeah, there's been lots of speculation going around. You know, is he worth five first uh, first round picks? And I don't think really there are many teams in the NFL right now willing to trade that much. So if that is the Texans' asking price, that would be pretty tough to uh, to fulfill for any NFL teams. Dave, what's your opinion? Yeah, I don't I don't think this trade is going to affect Deshaun Watson's trade at all. I think if you look at if you take a look at the teams that for. It, it comes down to a few factors. One, the teams that are trading, and two, like what what do you have in stock? What picks do you have? So I think I think Jared Goff was kind of a given in this trade. So it's kind of you kind of just have to ignore that because they, obviously the Rams didn't want to deal with that huge contract they gave him. But I think I think um, right now it doesn't affect the Watson trade at all, and the teams that were going to pursue him are still going to try to pursue him, no matter even if even if it changes. 
by like a another an extra pick, an extra fourth, fifth round pick, I don't think it'll really affect anything at all. Yeah, I do not think that this changes Watson's value at all. Um, one of the first round picks uh, that was in the trade was just to dump Goff's contract to the Lions. Um, so really, it's just a, a first and a third pick along with Goff, Goff and his contract. Um, so, I mean, if that's what you're getting for Matt Stafford, who honestly I think is a really underrated quarterback just because of he plays for the Detroit Lions and how much how little success they've had in the in the past, what, 10 years, even when they've had Calvin Johnson. Um, I feel like he is a good quarterback. Uh, I'd say around top, definitely top 15, maybe top 10. Um, he's very, he, Like I say, he's very underrated. But I don't really think this goes against or for Watson's value. Um, I'm just I'm glad that the Lions did the right thing and they got a slightly younger quarterback. I think I think the Lions will use the run game more with DeAndre Swift having a great rookie year last year. But I don't think it really changes Watson's value. I think Watson is still worth two or three first round picks. Um, I don't think he's worth much higher than that. Um, but I mean, it, we'll see what happens. Like I said, the Texans they said they said they don't want to get rid of him, so we'll see what happens. Jumping into the main talking point, main topic of episode 15, the Super Bowl. Uh, Super Bowl LV, I think that's 50-55. Um, it's the Chiefs versus the Bucks. Um, so the first question I want to start out with, Ryan, uh, for you is, will this game be the decider? Now, obviously he's very young, but will this game be kind of the decider of Mahomes' legacy against Brady as the GOAT. I mean, a lot of people talk about Mahomes is really good. He By the end of his career, will he will he be in the greatest of all time conversation? Will this game help, you know, if Brady wins, will it solidify him completely? Or if Mahomes wins, does that give him more of a chance against Brady? Ryan, what's your opinion? Um, I think this game will decide Mahomes' um, legacy because if he wants to ever be the GOAT, he has to beat Tom Brady. And if Tom beats him with how old Tom is, it will really put Tom over the top, and Mahomes will never be able to pass him, in my opinion. Now, does this mean, this is kind of a follow-up here, does this mean that you think, I mean, no one else can beat Tom Brady, like, at, ever? Like, is that kind of a, is, is it really just a two-dog race here between Mahomes and Brady? As of right now, I think it is. With Brady playing how good he is at his age, I think no one can play like he is. And I and if he yeah. wins, I think it would really secure it for him. Yeah. yeah. Dave. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. I don't think anyone in in the in the next one hundred years, I don't think anyone can pass Brady in regarding the number of rings and the just the the pure skill that this guy has in the like in his whole career. I don't think Anyone can do it. But the thing is, people are trying to compare these two quarterbacks. Like, I don't know why they're just comparing them. They, they need to realize that Mahomes is creating his own legacy. Mahomes doesn't want him. Mahomes doesn't want to be remembered for being better than Brady. He wants to be being remembered for being Patrick Mahomes. I've, I feel people are just kind of twisting that around. But I think that if, if Mahomes right now is a Hall of Fame quarterback already, he can definitely if he if he wins this game two Super Bowls in a row, he's definitely in my opinion, a top five, top ten quarterback in the NFL of all time. I wanna bring up some stats here regarding Tom Brady and I don't think that this will uh I don't think this will really affect it. Um Tom Brady's a fourteen time Pro Bowler, 
six-time Super Bowl champion, looking to get his seventh year. He said he wants to play past um, until he's like 50 or something. I mean, that's just insane. He could get more. We don't know. Um, he's won two Player of the Year awards. He was uh, He's a three-time All-Pro and a three-time MVP. Um, obviously, I don't think he's going to get the MVP this year. And looking at his age, I'm not sure that he has the capacity to do that anymore. We'll, we'll see what happens. But I don't think, although Mahomes looks good, and like you said, Dave, he's kind of he's different than Brady. Um, I I don't think it's possible to pass up a guy who is revered in so many ways as being able to get it done in the crunch time and doing it in the playoffs. And um, although he's been to a couple of Super Bowls, obviously that he hasn't won. Um, you know, my I think of the Giants twice and then the um, the Eagles against Nick Foles. Um, although this is kind of a it's kind of a thing where it's like, well, Brady's been to these many games and um, these many Super Bowls, and he hasn't won some of them. I still think, just based on what we've seen, with all, I mean, he's almost always had a winning record as a quarterback when he's started the whole season. Um, I, I think he's. It's going to be near impossible to pass him. In my opinion, Mahomes is really going to need a perfect season to kind of match Brady's 16 and 0 season, although they didn't win the Super Bowl that year. But I'm really excited just to see this quarterback matchup. Although they're not. Obviously, on the field at the same time, I'm excited just to see what happens here between the two. Speaking of their offenses, obviously both these teams have really good offenses with great quarterbacks at the helm, a lot of great receiving weapons. But I want to talk about who has the better defense of the two. Um, obviously, they're kind of the more underrated part of both of these teams just because of how uh, potent these the offenses are. Um, so what? who do you think has the better defense, the Chiefs or the Bucks, Ryan, what do you think? Um, I think the Chiefs have the better defense. Um, their front four, led by Chris Jones, is very good. They can get to the QB just rushing four. Um, and I think they'll be able to hold off the top three receivers on the Bucks and shut them down. Yeah, the uh, the Chiefs have a really good all-round defense, very underrated, like I said, just because of how many stars they have on the offensive side of the ball. Dave, what do you think? Yeah, uh, if you look at these two defenses and like the players they have and the stats, all that, both defenses are very strong. They're both. I, f- I feel like they're both defenses have been pretty underrated throughout throughout the season. Nobody's really talked about them much. But I'm gonna give the edge to the Chiefs. I don't. I don't think that Brady's gonna have an easy time in the pocket. I think he's. They're gonna force Brady to escape. Like Ryan said, while pretty much most of the time rushing for. It's what they did to the Bills, they if they can shut down that pass deep, that pass offense, that that the Bucks have, that's pretty much their main, their go-to scoring is is their passing offense because of all the weapons they have. But I I, I think that defensive line is just too too. It, it won't be able to the uh, the Bucks won't be able to hold up against that D line and the the underrated defense that the Chiefs have this year. Yeah, and I, I kind of I agree. I think the Chiefs have a very defense, but I'll, I'll say this: the do, the defensive front is the main point. The main they have the most, the best players, I guess, most well-known players. Um, but I will say this: the Bucks have a very well-rounded offense in that they've got a lot of star wide receivers and Antonio Brown, Mike Evans, um, Chris Godwin. If I mean, I think it'll be 100% to play, but obviously Brady. But they've got a good running 
running back, like a backfield. Um, Ronald Jones, I think, is one of the more underrated backs. Leonard Fournette hasn't been as good, but again, he's been kind of playing that second-string role. Um, I'm going to have to go with the Chiefs, though, like I said. Um, they, their man coverage is really great. They You saw them go really just man, um, mostly against the Bills and the win over the Bills, and they stuck with a really good wide receiving group. And um, uh, Stephon Diggs, whose biggest asset is running his routes. Um, the Cole Beasley, who's really good in the slot. Covering all these guys is tough, uh, and they did a really good job, especially in man coverage. Um, like you guys said, their front line is real good. Um, Clark and Jones are probably the top two rushers on that team. But what I think it is, it's really good. Uh, they're really good with the blitz. They bring in um, Tyron Matthew, who's good in the secondary, Drew Sorensen, or... Um, so they're really good in the blitz. They can pressure the quarterback um, either rushing four or when they do blitz, they they really get the they really get the pressure on the quarterback. They sacked Allen four times in uh, the AFC Championship game, and Allen's a, a tough, mobile, running quarterback. I'd like to see what happens when they go up against kind of an, a definitely a much older in a player in Tom Brady, where he's not as mobile. It'll be interesting to see what that. Uh, point of view is and kind of how many times will they get to him will they choose to pressure more or kind of stay more relaxed but I think that the Chiefs definitely have the advantage in the defensive side of the ball and that brings us into the final point the main point of the Super Bowl talking what is what are our final predictions for the Super Bowl Ryan who you got Chiefs or Bucks and what's your uh, what's your score um, I have the Chiefs winning. I think Tyreek Hill is going to have a major impact on the win and a MVP. Um, I don't think Mahomes will get the MVP, but I think he'll play good and provide the ball to players like Hill and Kelsey. And I mm-hmm. had the final score as 31-17 Chiefs. Yeah, that's that's definitely the line right now is uh, Chiefs minus three, so we'll see what happens there. Dave? What's your opinion? Yeah, um, I as much as I want, and I'm pretty sure everyone else listening to this wants it to be a high-scoring game, wants it to be just an electric Super Bowl, I don't think it's going to be like that. I think it's going to be similar to the last year's Super Bowl, as I said last episode. I think it's going to be a pretty even matchup. There's going to be there's going to be some some key moments that'll have to have to happen in the fourth quarter to to shift the momentum of this game to either team. But I think right now with my I'm going with the Chiefs, 27-20. to 20. Wow, a little bit of a lower scoring game. I agree. I don't think it'll be as much of a barn, bar, barn burner as people think. I mean, these offenses are a little good. I think they'll hold on to the ball a little bit more, um, kind of take time, the time of possession away from the other offense. Um, plus, as we noted, these defenses are really good and underrated. Um, I think the Bucks will have to go the run game more, just with how good I described the Chiefs' defense to be. Um, but as I mentioned in the previous episode, I think Travis Kelsey is going to have a big game. I think he's going to top 150 yards and two scores to secure the ring for the Chiefs and win the Super Bowl MVP. I got the Chiefs winning 38-21. to And with that, we move into our final uh, segment of the episode, Bull Predictions. Um, Ryan, I'll start with you. What is your bold prediction for episode 15? Um, I have a bold prediction. I think Deshaun Watson will go to the Jets. I think the Jets will try to put in a big offer for Deshaun and try to get him, which includes a couple first-round picks and Darnold along with a few players. Hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, obviously, we we kind of mentioned the Deshaun Watson trade. I uh, know the speculation that's been going around. The Jets have been one of the top teams to to look to get him. Uh, I'd be surprised, like I said, if he goes anywhere. But um, I think the Jets are definitely a top candidate. Dave? Yeah. Um, I think I'm, I'm going with a little Super Bowl bold prediction here. I'm going to say Brady just plays like he did in the in the last half against the Packers. He's going to play he's going to play horrible. He's going to have three plus interceptions. He's going to get sacked. He's going to have to be forced out of the pocket and just throw the ball away numerous times and go three and out. I th- either that or he gets bailed out by the running game, which is possible to happen, but I don't think it's going to happen. I think even even if somehow the Buccaneers pulls out the win, Brady's definitely not winning the MVP. Like like most people will say, oh, Brady's getting his whatever and a, a Super Bowl MVP. I don't think he's gonna get it. I think he's gonna play horrible, and it's gonna show his age and it's gonna show how 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 bad he is against mm-hmm. a good team like the Packers. But I th- I think he's not gonna play good. That's just a bold prediction. That's my bold prediction. Yeah, I mean, he did have three interceptions in the second half of the game against the Packers. Um, like that was not that was definitely not good. And he did give the Packers a chance to to get back in that game. Obviously, they didn't. We talked about that in episode fourteen. But for me, I'm going with the NHL. We didn't talk about them today. We kind of we brushed over them for a couple of trades in the Super Bowl. But I'm going with the NHL. I'm going to talk about the Nashville Predators. Right now, they're sitting at four and five which currently is second to last in the Central Division. Um, obviously not having a great start to the year. Um, their goal differential is not that good. It's minus seven. They've left 29 goals, only 22 goals. Um, but I think they're going to really turn around. I mean, this is a team the last maybe five years, they've definitely they've been one of the top playoff teams, top teams in the playoff contention. I think they're going to go back to that. They've got a couple good players. Roman Yossi's really good in the D-line. Um, he obviously is the captain of the team. I think they're going to go on a nice hot streak, and they're going to continue to win. They're going to get more help from their goaltenders in Pecorine and uh, Jose Saros. And I think before the uh, the deadline, the free agency deadline, I think they're going to add a couple of notable names, whether through trade or um, either through trade or you know finding another way to do it. There are a couple of notable names out there that I'd like to see them get. Uh, Matt Dumbo, one of the better. Uh, uh, defenseman who's out there on the market he, he would definitely help uh like i talked about a team that's given up more goals than they scored uh and max domi and alex kaloran to help the offensive side of the puck uh, be able to help them score more because that seems to be the problem they don't really have a notable scorer on the team i mean i guess you could say uh, matt duchene or philip forsberg but they obviously have not been playing that well this year so i think adding one or two uh scores either a left winger or a center would help them uh, we'll see we'll see what happens with them but that's my bold prediction for this episode i got the national predators going red hot and a couple of guys and taking over the central division with the end of bold predictions that brings us to the end of the episode uh it was a good episode glad to do episode 15 ryan thanks for coming on glad to have you on um thanks for giving us your opinion on these topics um like i mentioned before we are, like I said, trying to get some merch out to you guys. Let us know what you're thinking at the email, afterthebuzzer22 at gmail.com or at the Instagram, afterthebuzzerpod. Um, like I said, again, we are trying to get these final designs out there. We'll let you guys know everything we're thinking once we figure stuff out on the Instagram page. So definitely go follow it if you don't already. And the best way to uh, 
to help us reach that goal of getting merch out is just to share, 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 share the podcast. Um, tell tell people about it. Let them know. Let them know that you like our podcast. I mean, if you do, because uh, we want to reach more people and get get to more people. Let them know what we're thinking. But like I said, with that, that ends the episode. Uh, thanks for sticking with us, and see ya. Thank <laughs> you.